beautiful people of the universe. Welcome to episode 29 of Shine Brighter with Liz. I'm your host, Elizabeth Danielle Pujadas, and if this is your first time joining me today, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you clicked on today's episode and that you stumbled upon my podcast, however you did find it, whether you know today's guest or whether you've just been following along with the journey. I'm so happy you're here. This is a podcast about personal growth and lifestyle development. In season two, I'm making it my mission to have conversations with people who I find to be lighthouses, light sources in this world, who are really just emanating their beautiful positivity into the world. And so today's guest is my lovely friend, Erica Page. With a decade of credits under her belt, Erica has graced the screen for hit TV shows, including Sleepy Hollow, Saints and Sinners, Ozark, Dynasty, The Resident, Last Call, and now... Oprah Winfrey's network's new hit show, Ambitions, where she plays a series regular role, Bella. Erica is the oldest of nine children and a bilingual Mexican-American. Her story into television is a true testimony of God's plan. That's the reason I wanted to have Erica on the show, because she so generously shares her light on social media and shares the struggles of what it is to be an actress. So without further ado, you guys, I cannot wait for you to listen to today's episode with the lovely guest, Erica Page. All right, we are recording. Thank you so much, Erica, for taking the time to be on my podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to dive right in. So the first thing I like to ask my guests is let's start from the beginning. What were you like as a child? What did you want to be when you grew up? And what has really been your journey from childhood to where you are today? Oh, gosh. Okay. So growing up, um, for one, I'm the oldest of nine children. One of my sisters. Yeah, I know. One of my sisters passed away whenever we were, Mm -hmm. I was really little. I was like seven. She was two. Um, But I never knew my biological father. So I'm the only one that has my father. Um, But I went back and forth between my mom and my grandparents. My mom had me really young. And by the time it came time for me to go to school, my mom was moving around a lot. My grandparents were like, no, she's starting school. She needs something more stable. You know, she's going to come stay with us. So I ended up going with them and it just ended up being a situation where I pretty much stayed with them most of my life. I went back and forth just because of certain events that would happen in my life at the time. For example, when my little sister passed away, I just felt this need to be back with my mom and my siblings. So Mm -hmm. I moved back and then moved back with my grandparents, like in the, that was in the middle of second grade. I moved back in the middle of third grade because my mom was having financial struggles. We like got evicted from our apartment. So I had to, so I moved back with my grandparents and then stayed with them till the middle of like seventh grade. Um, and then my grandparents were having issues. So I moved back with my mom, mm. stayed with my mom until the middle of, oh God, ninth grade. And then moved back with my grandparents. It, it, yeah. It was a lot of back and forth, but wow. overall my grandparents, I spent most of my life with them raising me and um you know we grew up we didn't have a lot you know with my mom it was definitely a lot tougher and Mm -hmm. things were not as easy but my grandparents we were still very you know low class like we had lots of love my grandma always my nana always made I ate really good but it was Mm -hmm. a situation where they pretty much lived you know paycheck to paycheck so we never had a lot of money so for me growing up 
the idea of, I loved the idea of like being an actress or a model, but that was like, no, like oh, wow. that is, that is just in, in my mentality because my family, everybody just kind of had normal jobs and right. you know, my mom cleaned houses. She, she worked at Waffle House. I worked at Waffle House whenever I was like 16 yeah. on the weekends. I wanted like a, another part to have two jobs. I worked part-time and I wanted, I knew waitressing. I could make good money as making tips. I worked there on the weekends. So I, I definitely had limitations in my mind on a child growing up. It, it, it's weird. Like I had big dreams and I was like, I'm going to do all this and that, but it was kind of in that the typical, I had it and go for your dreams, fight for whatever you want. But I was still keeping myself in that little like nine to five type box. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with that right. because there's not. But for me, like what I truly wanted, I never really thought I could do that. Mm. Um, I always grew up thinking I was going to be a teacher for even up until when I was looking at going to college, I was like, do I want to do this? And then I was like, no, I, at that point in my life, I was like, I'd really love to be like a newscaster or on a show like E! News, I definitely wanted to be in broadcasting and in mm -hmm. front of the camera. And by that point I had started doing, I, well, I did my first pageant. So I was like, Ooh, I just love the whole idea of just being out there in the entertainment world in general. So, but I still even then did not try to do it a hundred percent. I finished school and I ended up actually um, doing my last year of school, homeschool, because I was one of those people, I just wanted to grow up so fast and like be on my own. And mm. I was living with my mom at the time and it wasn't the best situation. I just wanted to be out on my own. So I literally moved out on my own when I was 17. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I worked and I did homeschool and I tried to go to college. I really did. I went for a semester and it just was not happening. I, yeah. You know, I, I applaud people who go to college and do the whole school thing because I think it's great. And I don't have any regrets. I never, mm -hmm. I always say I never have any regrets, but if I could do things all over again, that is one thing that I would change. I would have made myself go to college just mm -hmm. to go and to get the degree and to get that discipline and just all the knowledge that comes, the experience that comes with it. I would, but overall I'm happy with my life and the way things went, but I, I appraise people who go to college. Like y'all are, it's great. It's a great thing. I'm definitely going to push my children to do that. So yeah, I, I thought I was going to be a teacher as I got a little older. I wanted to be a, I was like, I want to be a model, which I think all girls, I feel like all girls go through that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then by the time it came time to graduate, I was like, yeah, I think I want to do, you know, broadcasting journalism. So that was when I started college, I was in school for communications at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, college is not working. Plus I was working full time. I was taking care of myself. I lived right. in an apartment at that time. My mom was actually living with me oh, wow. and she was, she was in a bad situation. So I was helping my I was helping my family financially. So going to school and working full time and just doing everything all at once, it was a lot. So right. I was like, yeah, I can't do the school thing right now. And I was waitressing. I worked at a restaurant at that time. Um, it was a sports bar mm -hmm. and I worked there for several years until I ended up getting a, a nine to five and moving on to that next chapter of my life, which helped bring me to my discovery of my passion and what I really truly wanted to do. So so That's how did you find story. that? Yeah. So how, well, how did you find that? Were you just so, like, maybe? Yeah. Well, ever like from a very young age, I remember the very first time I ever saw Selena, I was watching the movie and I just remember, I will never forget it. I remember be, just watching the TV screen being like, oh my God, I want to do that. Like I want, I remember feeling how I felt and I specifically remember, remember being like, I want to make people feel this. Like what I'm feeling right now, I want to make people feel that. But like I said, growing up, I had limitations. It's so hard to explain because I was always such a go-getter and a really, really extremely hard worker. 
but I still just kept myself in a little box. Hmm. I, I kept myself in a certain box of like, okay, you got to get a nine to five. You need to have an office job, like get a good office job and build your way up. That for me yeah. at that time was success. And that was going for, and then I was doing my Maybe little- Maybe you were trying to give yourself little, stability. Like yeah. You have. Yeah. So I ended up working at my first um, office job was at a mortgage company. I was an assistant, which actually I really enjoyed. And I ended up leaving there because I got a better job and it was at a CPA firm and I was an administrative assistant and it was a great job. It was a great experience, but that was whenever I was like, okay, that's whenever my acting bug really started to itch because I was doing some modeling at that time. And I remember I did the, the Miss Georgia USA pageant. Mm. Um, I did it a couple of times. I never won or place or anything, but, and I, I don't ever want to like say that I'm a pageant girl yeah. because I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I really personally loved doing pageants because they really inspired me. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that time I was, you know, I lived with my boyfriend and we had an apartment and I was working my nine to five, but I was doing a little pageant thing and trying to do modeling on the side. But I remember going and just seeing all these girls that were so inspiring because they were doing all these huge things, like just really going for their dreams on a different level that I wasn't. And it made me be like, oh, like mm. I'm not doing enough. I need to be doing more. So I, I will always have respect for the pageant industry for that purpose because it really helped me. It inspired me to really just go for my dreams a little bit harder than I was at mm. that time. So I was working at the, at the CPA firm and I ended up losing my job. Mm. And I was literally, I was in the process of buying, I was 23. Okay. I was closing on my house the next week. Literally, I like my closing date was set and everything. And I lost my job. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like, what is happening? God, I'm closing on a house. What are you doing to me? Like, what is happening? So I lost a job, whatever that happened. And this was during the recession when things were really rough. So I started looking for a job, a job. You know, when I say job, I mean like day job. And um, it it was really tough. It was a horrible time. And at that time, I didn't have a college background. I didn't have a few years experience, but still at that time, it was, even if you had a degree, it was hard to get jobs. So it was crazy because I remember sitting in the, at work, being on Facebook, looking at all my friends that were like going to auditions and, mm. and doing all these things. And that job at that time, I didn't have that flexibility. It was, it was actually an eight to five job and they were, they were pretty strict with their scheduling. Like you need to be on time. If you, you have like your sick days and all that kind of stuff, but that's pretty much it. Like there's right. no like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this audition really quick and I'll be right back. So I remember sitting in that office being like, ah. Oh, I wish I could do these things, but I can't because I was being held down. So when I lost a job and I couldn't find another job in quotations, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go back to restaurants. They give me, you know, working in the restaurant industry, it gives you the flexibility that you need. And I was like, maybe I should really try to do this acting thing. Like maybe this is a sign to, to try. So it's crazy now looking back at what I thought was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me at mm-hmm. that time, losing my job right before closing on, um, on my house. It was literally the biggest blessing in disguise because had I not lost my job, I probably would have stayed there comfortable because it worked and I knew how much money I was going to make. And I would, I, would, I would have kept staying at that job for God knows how long, looking at my computer screen, at everybody's Facebook, Facebook posts, because this is when Facebook was really blowing up. Right. My face was dying down. <laughs> Looking, looking at them being like, wow, I wish I could go to that audition right now. I wish I was able to do that casting, but I can't because I'm here. So losing that job gave me the ability to finally get to myself to a position where I could do that. So I started back working in restaurants and, um, what was it? 
I was like, okay. I just, that acting, the acting bug like was just there and I was like, I got to at least try something. So a lot of my friends at the time were in the industry doing modeling and acting and different, you know, they were, they were in the entertainment industry period, just doing lots of different things. And they, a lot of them were extras on the movie Fast and the Furious 5. So I was like, okay, like, let me submit. Let me see if I can get in. Girl, whenever <laughs> you would have literally thought I booked a lead role on like a Steven Spielberg movie or something. Whenever they replied back, this to them to be an extra. Okay. At the time I didn't realize that, you know, anybody can be an extra. I thought like you had to have something great. So when they replied back saying that I had been booked to be an extra on Fast and Furious 5, I thought that I just literally like booked my like, the best role of my life. I was <laughs> I remember I was at the I worked at a restaurant and I was I ch- I remember checking my email, literally crying, Aww. jumping up and down. They were like Yes, they're so excited because no one knew. They're like, "Yes, you're gonna be on the Fast and the Furious side. This is so cool." So, so cute. I, it, it's so funny now <laughs> that I look back. Um, <laughs> but so I went and I did the whole extra gig, and I remember being there, and I was. I had a moment where The Rock and Vin Diesel were doing a scene, and it was like five in the morning. We'd been there all day, all night. The sun was about to be coming up, and we were all sitting there, super tired. But they had this really, really intense scene, and I just remember being like, "Wow, like." I want to do that. I want to be in front of the camera. I want, I, I just, I remember it was, it always came back to, I want to make people feel what I'm feeling right now when I'm watching, wow. you know, the scene. So immediately I didn't even finish the days of being my, actually, no, I'm lying. I think I, I think I was supposed to do five days or something. And the last day I ended up telling them I couldn't make it. Cause I was like, no, I don't ever want to do this again. I don't yeah. want to be an extra. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just knew that it wasn't for me. And that I, and as an actor, I will say, I think everyone should work as an extra. Yeah. 1000%. You have to do it at some point. Yeah, for sure. But I just knew it for me, it was like, okay, it was a sign of like, no, I want to be in front of the camera. You need to get an acting class. Literally two weeks later, I started an acting class. Hmm. And I remember it was the second day of class. And they, the acting coach had given us, they had given us a, a line. It was one line. And we basically had to get up in front of everyone and do improv, whatever it might be, a scene, whatever, with this one line in front of the entire class. And I, and, oh, and she had a camera on and I'd never done anything like that before. So I'd get up there and I, I wish I could remember the line, but I can't, but whatever the line was, all I remember was I literally started crying. I went into this whole other <laughs> place that I had never been before. And for me, it was, it was literally an epiphany moment. It was a moment of like, wow. oh my God, this is it. This is what I have to do. Because up until that point, you know, I had worked in CPA firm, the mortgage industry. I, I did restaurants. I tried all these. Oh, I, I, I didn't mention I dabbled in real estate. I had mm. tried several things trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And in that moment, it just was like, okay, bam, this is it. It all clicked. I literally remember leaving the acting class crying. I called my Nana and I was like, mm. Nana, I was like, I finally figured out what I want to do. And she was like, what doobie? That's my nickname. Uh-huh. And I was like, I want to be an actress. And I was, I remember I was bawling my eyes out. And she was like, well, do it, go for it. Like, just do it. If that's your dream, if that's what you want to do, go for it. And I was like, I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do it. And that was it. From that moment on, I just knew it was what I had to do. And I, you know, worked at getting an agent and did every, like, everything possible that I could. I worked so, for so many, on so many gigs for free or for $50 or $100 a day. I just wanted to work and be out there. So I put myself out there and just did everything that I possibly could. Wow. And stayed, always stayed in classes because that's a really important thing. And training, I think, is such a key part uh, for, acting, for actors that I think a lot of actors don't do that they should. But um, 
yeah, that was it. It took nine years, but here we are now. It was, it's been a journey. It's been a long yeah. process. Lots of ups and downs. Uh, a year and a half or so ago, I almost quit. I went through a really deep depression. Yeah. And yeah, thank God I came out of it and kept my faith and kept pushing. And now I'm on ambition. So yeah, it's so exciting. I'm so excited so to be here. So let's yeah. talk about that. So, you know, obviously you said you almost quit and then you're on ambition. So I know you mm-hmm. went from, I mean, obviously I know you had your guest stars and things like that, but yeah. so you're, you go from the point of almost wanting to quit. And I saw your beautiful video on Instagram yeah. about like that audition where you're crying and it's, yes. that video is actually the reason I started following you. Cause I was just like, wow, she's so Aww. real and she's so raw. And I love people like that, that are so yeah. themselves and share and I was like, oh, this girl's awesome. She's so, she's Aww. so, she's so, um, cause sharing that is, is what allows people it's to vulnerable. feel like they're not alone. Yeah. yeah. And I think sharing is, is, is like saying like, Hey, me too. Like I'm, I'm not perfect. Like you're not alone. Yeah. And I feel like when there's people that share that vulnerability, it's just, that's what helps people kind of keep pushing or, you know, yes. I even had moments. That's why like, I shared it. Yeah. And I remember I even yeah. caught myself one day, like feeling super burnt out. I even went back to the video oh, and like yay. watch it again. And I was like, I that's love where it. I'm at right now. Yeah. And oh. I saw like when you're like, you know, going on your, on your like ambitions, like premiere, like we were talking and you're, you know, you're very engaged with your, with your followers, which I think is great. Cause I like to watch you, you know, and mm-hmm. you talk about, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, just two years ago, I, I quit my bartending job. And it's like, you share your story so beautifully. And you're talking about how, like, you know, if I, I would have not done that, I would have not been here. And it gives those people that are still on that journey that like, that hope. hope. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you're sharing them like, Hey, letting you know, like, cause so many actors, they don't share the struggle. They don't share mm-hmm. the the grind and the, the how the hard hustle. really it is. It's hard. It's so it's hard. hard. And yeah. So so let's talk about that. So what what what? Why were you at the point where you almost felt like wanting to quit? And what what kind of kept you going? And then we'll talk about you know you booking ambitions and like the audition process and what all of that was like. Okay. So you know, this is I guess my depression started where. I want to say it was about two years ago. Did I go to New York last year? Yeah, it was about two years ago. Um, that year is the year that I quit my bartending job. Hmm. And I, I went through an entire year of not booking anything. And up until that point, I didn't book like crazy. But, you know, here in Atlanta, there's a handful of actors that you're like, oh, they stay working. Kind of, some are like always working and then some hmm. are kind of consistent. And I think I fell into that kind of consistent list. And when I say kind of consistent, I mean, I might've booked something every two or three months uh, just to get, just to give an idea because actors, they know if you're booking, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're working every month, like you're, you're, you're working. (laughs) If you're booking, this was like every, every two to three months, I'd say I would book something, whether it be a commercial or a film or a TV show, I was always working. So, and I, of course there would be like dry months where maybe it went four or five months, but then I would get like two or three bookings. So it was like, okay, that just made up for that little gap. But I went through a year of not booking anything at all. So it was the first time, I, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I was getting older. I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, when I initially decided that I wanted to do acting, I kind of had this expectation in my mind without even really putting pressure on it that by the time I was 30, that I would be at a certain point. Right. You know, I kind of, in my head, I was like, oh, by the time I'm, 
20, I think I was 23 when I started out 23. Yeah, I was like 23, 24. So I was okay, by the time I'm 30, you know, that's like what, seven years or so, I should be a series regular, working consistent, you know, making a living off of this. And I looked at my life and I was still bartending, not booking anywhere near consistent enough to pay my bills, like at all. And I just wasn't where I wanted, period. And to go through such a long, dry spell of nothing, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Is, is God trying to tell me something? Because this has never happened before and I've never felt this way. It was the first time in my life that I questioned being an actress. Because up until that point, even whenever I went through my little dry spells and, you know, you go to auditions and sometimes you, you think you're going to get it, it went great. And then you don't, and it's, it lets you, you get bummed out. But it was for me, even during all those situations, I was always like, okay, moving on. Got to keep yeah. going. What's next? Like, got to let that go. It's okay. It's all good. Something else is coming. Got to go. Got to keep grinding. But this, at this particular time in my life, it was the first time where I was like, wait, but do I? what do I keep grinding? Is it worth it? Is it ever going to happen? And that terrified me just not that being unsure and unclear of my dream and my vision that I'd had for so long that that was what really, really was terrifying for me because I was like, this has never happened before. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, God and that he gives us signs and leads us down different paths. So I was like, wait, maybe he's trying to tell me that this is not for me. Maybe that's why he's having me go through this. So that year I decided in January, I was like, I'm going to quit bartending because I knew I'd reached a point in my life where I I was not happy doing it anymore. I literally went to work just wanting to like throw stuff at people. So (laughs) if you work in this service, oh yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? But I I'd set a goal for myself because I was like, okay, I don't, whatever happens with acting, I know I can't do this anymore. I've got to find something else. And at that time I was leaning towards real estate because I've always had kind of a love for real estate. I know I didn't go into detail earlier, but. I did work in that field and I had my license at one point. So I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind going back to the real estate or the mortgage industry. I just, I like that industry overall. So I was like, you know, I'm going to quit my job and I'll just figure it out. So that year from January, I started saving because I knew that I was going to need the money. And I also, during that time, ended up planning this trip to New York. Um, I had a manager at the time and she was going to be going to New York for the summer. And then my best friend, one of my best friends, Maria, was actually going to New York to do um, a program at NYU. So I was like, hey, maybe I should go and just do a bunch of workshops and classes. And for me in my head, I was like, let me just go and like give it a last like bang, like a, a last go. Hoorah. Yeah. And a last hoorah. And then let's see what happens. And honestly, without really realizing it again, I, I put these expectations Mm-hmm. on what was going to happen in New York. I kind of thought that I was going to go there and book that my like first guest star, or, like some great, I thought something like really great and life changing was going to happen as far as my career goes. And it didn't, you know, I went and it was a great experience. I, I grew, I, I definitely grew as an actress and as a person. And I got in front of, you know, several casting directors and it was a definitely overall a great trip. But I remember the last day, my workshop that I did was, it went awful. It was the only one that went awful you know, I had had literally from the moment we got to New York, I was slammed with auditions. I've never had that many auditions in my life. And I didn't hear anything back from anything. And I was just, I came, literally came back from New York, just feeling like a complete failure. Mm. I was like, okay, I went to New York, nothing happened. Now I don't have a job. What am I going to do now? So I was, I was just extremely depressed when I came back from New York. It was, I was definitely in a very, very bad spot. And I didn't know what I was going to do. It was just kind of, everything was literally up in the air. 
Cause I was like, maybe I should not do this anymore. I, leaving New York, I was like, God, I think he might be telling me maybe I shouldn't do this. I'm, I don't know. I, I was still really iffy. I just, it was unclear. So I came back and I ended up running into, of course, this is, now I, I'm back. I'm like, okay, I got to find a job. Like, I don't got money coming in. I just spent yeah. most of the money I had in my savings. I got to find something. So I ended up coincidentally running into one of my friends, um, or no, I'm sorry. I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, you should reach out to our girlfriend, Ashley. She works at a mortgage company, which I had done before. And she was like, I know it's a great company and they're always hiring. It might be a good fit. And I, the first thing I asked her was, does it have flexibility? Because as an actress, you need to have flexibility with your job. And she was like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, never mind. I don't want it. Because I was still like right. hanging on by a little small thread. Because I, I wanted to find a job that still gave me some flexibility where I could still audition, but still work and make money and have make a decent living doing whatever it was I ended up doing. So I was like, yeah, no. But literally three days later, I ran into that girl that we were talking about at a, re at a restaurant, which was so crazy. Um, I'd gone to see my friend who bartends and she happened to be there at the same time. So of course the whole job came up and we started talking and I was like, she's like, no, I think you should give it a shot. And I was like, well, I really just want something with flexibility. And she was like, I explained to her, you know, how I hadn't been working. And as an actress, you know, whenever you do book, it might be one here and then you might not get one more for two or three, four months. And whenever you do work, you might just be working one day. It might be two or three. I never booked anything that was like more than that up to that point. Or it might be for her. I was like, I might work a day or two and that's it. And I normally, you know, in advance where I could request off and everything like that. And she was like, you know, I think you should try it. She was like the only time where it's super, super strict where you can't, you know, have any flexibility at all is the first two months because the first two months is really, really intense training. And she was like, after that, she was like, if you need to request a day off or a sick day or whatever here and there, it, it's going to be like any normal job or any normal situation. You don't have to tell them it's for your acting. And then she was like, then once you get to senior level, she's like, it took me eight months. You have to do whatever you want. Your schedule is flexible. And I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. So this is then I want to say it was like August, September. And she told me before you get, if, if you get hired, there's a, you have to pass the mortgage test, which is like a really, really extremely difficult test to pass. And a lot of people don't pass it the first time, but she was like, if you pass it, you can start uh, obviously after you get hired. And she said the next training starts in November mm -hmm. and training was for two months. So I was like, November, December. I was like, okay, those are slow months for acting typically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're in September. I, I, or I think, I'm pretty sure it was like September-ish. I was like, I still have time to, to, you know, study for this test or, you know, I still have time to get in and study, get hired and have time to, you know, prep for the test if and hopefully pass. So I was like, you know what, let me, I really felt like God put it, gave it, put it to me. And he was like, you need to try this. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. So I went to the interview, ended up getting several interviews, ended up getting the job. And then I started the whole process of studying for the exam. And it was really intense. I literally like locked myself in my house for like three <laughs> weeks and just studied my butt off, cried a lot of the moments. Cause I was like, God, I can't believe you're making me do this. Like, right. I guess I'm going to work in the mortgage industry. I'm not going to be an actress, but this is what you want me to do. Okay. I'm going to do it. Right. Um, so I studied my butt off the day of the test. I remember I prayed in my car before I went in. I was like, God, this is not what I want to do right now. But I just, I remember I literally like the words I said, I was like, but I, I do feel like this is what you want me to do right now. So I'm surrendering this situation over to you. And if you want me to work in this mortgage company and that's what you want me to do, Right now, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to pass this test. And if that's the case, I'm going to do this job and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give it my all. And I hope that my acting journey is not over. I hope that there's more to it 
you know, I'm hoping if my, I pray to you, if I get this job, I can get it and get to senior level as quickly as possible. So I can flexibly work and do my acting and just have the best of both worlds. I was like, but I'm literally leaving it all in your hands. Like I have to. And I cried before I went in. So I took the test and literally we got our results right away. And it like calculates on the screen as you're waiting. So I literally covered my eyes and I kept like peeking to see if it was done. (laughs) And then I finally, it like stops and it's an 86. I passed. And I literally, I just started crying because I was happy because I worked really hard and I was happy that I passed. But for me, it was a moment of like, okay, God is telling me that this is what I'm doing. Like maybe acting really isn't going to happen. This mortgage job is happening right now and I just got to do it. So it was tears of happiness, more of sadness, because I felt like for me in a way, I kind of felt like God was officially closing that chapter for me. Mm-hmm. I still, I still was leaving it open, but I felt like it was one more sign that he was giving me that was like, Oh yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm pushing you in this direction. So it, it was sad. But I was like, okay, I just, I got to trust God's plan. Like maybe I'm going to work in this mortgage company and kill it. And I'm going to love it. I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, maybe I'm going to fall in love and be like, you know what? Forget acting. I'm done. It was a great journey. I'm done. Now I want to work in this mortgage company and make a lot of money doing loans. Like, you know, I just had an open mind and was very open and willing to accept whatever God was willing to put in my hands and give me. So I ended up starting the job. This is where it gets crazy. (laughs) So mind you, I had not had a single booking or availability check, anything. I did get a couple callbacks, but I did not get one booking or availability check in a year. Okay. So I'm sitting at work. It's literally the first hour. I think I've been at work exactly like an hour and I get a phone call and it's my manager calling at the time. And normally whenever she called, it was normally like some kind of news. So I was like, Oh God. And she sends a text right away. And she's like, you have an availability check for movie. And I'm like, and she's like, do I confirm you what I do? Cause she knew the whole job situation. And I was like, just confirm me. And I was like, I don't know if if I book it, I have no idea how I'm going to make it work, but I'm going to have to figure it out. I was like, confirm me. So I told my friend that had gotten me the job and I I was like, Hey, you know, how am I going to handle this? If I get it, she was like, just worry about it when the time comes. And I was like, okay. So literally the next day, second day on the job. Okay. I got an availability check for a movie the first day within the first hour on this job. Okay. After like a year of nothing, the second day I'm getting ready for work. And that morning, um, the writer of a movie I had worked on a year or two years before I worked on an indie, indie film and it, they needed to reshoot the movie. And he called me that I was literally getting ready for work about to leave. And he was like, Hey, what's your schedule for December? We're reshooting the movie. I need you. And I was like, I'm, I have a job. Like I, uh, and I, I was so upset. I literally cried to work the entire ride. I cried my eyes out the entire ride to work that day. So I cleaned up myself before I went in and like went in like normal. I was like, okay, like, let me just, let me just let it go. So the same day, (laughs) it was the afternoon. I get an email from my agents and they're like, you have a director callback for a recurring role on a TV show. And it's in person on Thursday at 10 15 during the training for this job. I had to be there at 10 in the morning. So I was like, okay, maybe I can just like pull the whole flat tire thing. So I asked my friend, I was like, Hey, what do I do? Should I say something like this is a director callback? I have to go. You can't ask them to move the time around. Like you, you either go when they tell you or you don't go because somebody else is going to be ready and willing to go and take your slot. So she was like, can you just see if you can go a little earlier? I was like, yeah, no, you can't. It doesn't work that way. So she was like, I was like, do I, do I tell them, do I wait till that morning and say I have a flat tire or 
what do I say? She was like, no, she was like, just tell her that you have an appointment and you need to come in like an hour late. It should be fine. And I was like, are you sure? She was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So this was in the afternoon. So I was like, it was already the end of the day. So I was like, let me ask the next morning when I get to work. So the next morning I get to work um, and I waited till we were about to break for like, we had, we had like a little bathroom break. And I talked to the girl that was our instructor and I was like, Hey, you know, I need to come in like just an hour to late work tomorrow. Cause I was going to try and go to the callback, just get there early and like haul butt to the, to work, to make it at like 11. So I'd only be like an hour late. And I was like, I need to come in, you know, just have an appointment. She was like, what do you mean? And I was like, uh, and she knew that I had done acting. She knew the situation. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be real with her. I'm not going to lie. I was like, look, I have a director callback for a show. You know, I, I can't change the time, blah, 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 blah. And basically to make a long story short and in small nutshell, she was like, look, I respect your, your hustle. I respect your dream. I respect that you're trying to, you know, go for two dreams at once. Uh, she was like, but if you're going to work here, we need you hundred percent. Like you, you can't do both. And I was like, okay. She was like, so just think about that and, you know, let me know what you want to do. And I was like, okay. In that moment, I didn't say to her, but in that moment, it was literally, everything became so clear. It was another epiphany moment in my life that I'll never forget. Everything just saying, it was a moment of like, no, this dream is alive. This dream is still kicking. You still have more great things coming. You just got to keep going. Yeah. So I waited until our lunch break and I was like, you know what? Thank you so much. Of course I cried because I'm like such an emotional disaster. And I'm like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Like, I'm so grateful, but I just really feel like, you know, I got to go for my dream. Like I just blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you know, I, I respect it. So I literally left that job jobless and I was, had no idea what I was going to do next, but I was so happy. And it was a first, I just want to cry thinking about it. I just remember it was, I remember driving home and just calling everybody so happy. It was the first time that I had smiled like that and laughed, like truly been happy in at least a year. And it was all because I finally came to the realization that my dream was still there and it wasn't, it wasn't over. It wasn't dead. Like God, God was going to keep, have me keep pushing. And I tell people now, I really truly think that that whole situation with the whole mortgage job was the first time in my life that I can say I truly surrendered and literally just yeah. literally handed everything over to him and was like, look, I'm leaving this in your hands. It's not what I want to do. It's not ideal, but I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you no matter what. And it's, it's the first time I really a hundred percent did that. And I think that because I did it, he was like, okay, you listened to me. You yeah. followed my plan. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to reward you and here's yeah. what's coming. I so, think that's so beautiful that you said that because right when you said that whole story, I was just like in my heart being like, I applaud you because there's so many times where I can't like, it's so funny. Cause I was one time at church and my boyfriend, my boyfriend and I, we have, you know, like any relationship, there's moments where I feel like, I'm like, do you trust me? You know, like there's moments where I'm like, why don't you trust me? And then yeah. something that really bothers me. Like, I'm like, why don't you trust me? And it really bothers me. And I remember going to church that day and crying and I was telling God, I was like, you know, I get so mad that like sometimes my partner doesn't trust me. And, yeah. and then I just like, I don't get it. Like I don't, it bothers me because I know like my intentions. And then it was the first time that like I heard God say, he goes, oh, that hurts you. How do you think it makes me feel when you don't trust me? And I was mm. like, oh my, it was like, it was Whoa. like, this, just like, oh my God, I don't trust yeah. you. Of course I feel this with Robert. I don't trust you. I don't trust I don't trust myself. I don't have yeah. trust. And oh, like wow. you saying that was just like 
the fact that you trusted him so like what if this is what you want me to do i think it's so beautiful and um so like inspiring and, and to hear because it's like I, I know it's something i want to make sure i'm doing more and i know the the moments where i when i do trust him or when i'm like mm-hmm. i'm just let, letting this up to you um mm-hmm. and like oprah has that beautiful story of when she let go of like um mm-hmm. do you know the whole story about like the steven spielberg when she no, I haven't heard this. Oh I my god! Oh god! I, I mean, you're working. Yeah, no, no, you're oh, yeah. working with her. But it's actually so beautiful because it's a similar story to yours. So oh. Oprah, like, really short, like, really fast. It's one of my favorite stories. She, she had become obsessed with the color purple when it first came out, like the. Uh-huh. And um, she was like, "Oh my god, I really love this book. I really love this book." She started buying copies and handing it out to everybody. She's like, oh, "You have to read this book. You have to read this book. This is the most amazing book." And obviously she does, does love books because now she has a book club. Yeah. And in the book, she, there was a part that Harpo, which is why it's called Harpo Productions, is uh-huh. spelled backwards. Uh-huh. And she's reading it and she's like, oh my God, this is for me. And so they start, fi- she finds out that Steven Spielberg is doing a film um, and they don't say what film it is, but she's like, she had been praying to God, God, I really want to be a part of this film. I, I don't know if this is ever going to become a film, but when it does, I really want to be a part of it. I really want to be a part of this film. And she gets, um, she was, you know, doing te- uh, broadcasting at the time and they had gotten her an audition and they say, hey. Oh, so um, she was already in it. Okay. No, no, she hadn't been in it. She, she was doing broadcasting. Oh, no, in like in the industry. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was doing the broadcasting. Yeah. So she's doing okay. the broadcasting and they come to her and they're like, they see her on TV and they're like, hey, we have an audition for you. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, is it the color purple? Ah! they're like they're like no and then she's like well if it's not the color purple that's not what I'm praying for that's not what I want want it and um so they're like no no believe me like you want to audition for this long story short once she starts reading it she's like oh this is the color purple she understands she knows it back and forth yeah so um she gets the audition whatever um long story short she goes into audition she doesn't hear anything back for a really long time Uh so she calls up casting she's like hey like I just wanted to know like how's it going? You know, and she get, they get like, obviously tear her apart. They're like, don't ever call here again. We have a real actresses auditioning for this <gasps> part, you know, like real actors, blah, blah, blah. And so she's broken. Oh, wow. So she goes to a fat camp and she's like, I just need to work on myself. Like, like she's oh, wait, okay. I have her, I have heard this story. Yeah. But so she keep, goes keep to that. Me. Fat I haven't camp. heard the details you're giving. Yeah. So, okay. Well, she goes, she, she goes to a fat camp and she's like, just, there and she's 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 like you know what I'm here this is what I need to do I need to be at this fat camp I need to like lose weight and she goes uh she's 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 going for a run and she goes into a field and she tells God she's like you know what I don't know why I'm so attached to this but I I don't know why you're why you're why you're putting this cruel joke on me because I really felt in my heart this was for me I mean my name is in the book I don't understand why you're telling me this is for me this is such a cruel joke she's like all I ask is you allow me to let this go because it hurts so much. Just allow me to let it go. And I just want to surrender this to you. And literally she says like, it was automatic. She gets like, somebody is like, Oprah, oh, like they come into the field and they're like, we got some Steven Spielberg on the phone for you. Ah. And then she's like, hello. And then she's like, hi, Oprah. I hear that you're at a fat camp. And then he's like, oh he's like what? No, I'm not at a fat camp. He's like, well, I just, he's like, I want to see you in my office Monday morning. And if you've lost a pound, this role might not be yours. Oh, wow. And she's like, oh my God. And literally that Monday morning she went and booked it. 
but it was just like that same story of like yeah just surrendering it's so hard though like it's one of those things you just feel it in certain situations where you're like I know like I I need to be trusting him right now but we don't we want we want to trust ourselves and what we feel so it's definitely hard but I think once you do it it's the reward that comes is so gratifying and just it's so worth it even though it's really difficult during the process no absolutely and I think it's so I think it's so true because I feel like the data doesn't lie I have so many friends or stories like that you just hear these like beautiful Mm -hmm. testimonies yes like the one thing that always seems to be there is like this unreli- like this undenying force that gets you there. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. So I love that. So, okay, so let's talk about ambition. So it comes into your life. Okay. I know you had you yes. two series regulars back to back. So yes. what oh was gosh. it like? Um, what was that like? Like, what was the audition for ambitions? Like you get it. I know it was like George Pierre, right? Like you had a George Pierre. And so yeah, talk yeah. about that experience. No, I love George Pierre. Like I will forever just praise him because he's just one of those casting directors that, believes in me and, and you know I've had conversations with him with him he's because I'm always like thank you so much he's like no like thank you you're a talented actress like I you you work hard you show up for every audition you've never been late you yeah. bust your butt I, he's like we, we see that he's like we see that and he's like and you're talented so yeah thank me for getting the audition but thank you for for coming and killing me killing the audition yeah. and the part and I'm like thank you so much so he always is pushing me so I'm always so grateful to George Pierre but I had an audition with George Pierre in person at his office for mm-hmm. Bella, and I didn't know it was a series regular role at the time. I went in, didn't hear anything for probably for, I want to say at least about a month. And literally one day I wake up to an email and it's like, I, had, I woke up, I had slept in late. And I remember at this time, I remember specifically, I had been waking up early every day, but this one day I slept until like 10 and I woke up and I had all these missed calls, so many text messages, emails like crazy. My agent's like, can you be in LA tomorrow for chemistry read for ambitions for the role of Bella? And I'm like, oh my God, yes, confirm me. So <laughs> oh my God. Well, well, at first I talked to my agent. She was like, well, I want to make sure with George, you know, this is worth it. And he's like, yeah, she, she needs to be, if I'm asking you for her to come, she needs to be there. It's worth it. So I'm literally looking at flights, end up spending $965 actors, just so you know, like, yes, this oh, no. comes out of our pockets, $965 on a flight. So I got the email that morning at 10 o'clock and I was on a flight that night at 10 o'clock headed to LA and Maria Lagarda one of my best friends actually got an audition for the role too so we flew together we booked our tickets together our girlfriend Stephanie is from LA and her parents live right by the airport so they let us stay at their house we literally were on the plane we kept checking our emails because we didn't know we didn't know have our time for the exact the exact time for audition and we didn't know what scene we were gonna have so we're on this plane headed to LA not knowing having a clue we don't know if our auditions at 9 a.m or 5 p.m. We have no clue. So finally, we get in the, the confirmation of our times. Mine was first. My, it was like 11 or 11.30 or something. And then they sent the scene. And it was a different scene. So not the scene that we had an original audition for. So we're on our, we're running lines on the plane. That's we're running so lines in the, we're, yeah, we've all, we're like best friends, so supportive of each other. It's, yeah, like no it's, competition. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really a beautiful thing that we have. And I really, that's part of like our message we want to send, send to other actors is out there, like just support each other what's meant to be yours is yours. And there's nothing that's going to change that. So support each other. I always like to say, you're never going to get, you're never going to receive a blessing by trying to block someone else's blessing. Mm, So just be supportive. I love that. I think I made it up. I I haven't seen it anywhere. So I'm playing. (laughs) You better. You got Erica Page. I am. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, we're running our lines. We finally go to bed at like, I don't know, 2am get up the next day. We go to the callback. 
um, and it was a chemistry read. Brian White, who actually plays Evan Lancaster on the show, was already cast in the role. And at the time, there was like maybe five of us. It was me, Marie Lagarde, and a couple of few other girls that I think they lived in LA. Um, I know one of them did for sure, Doris. But um, I remember Will Packer was there in the room for the auditions and a couple of producers and George Pierre and his assistant, Christy. So I remember I went back there and right before my audition, Will Packer got a phone call. So he had to step outside. So I went in the room and he wasn't in the room for my audition. I was so, I was devastated. Anyway, I, I still killed the audition. I was like, nope, I got to keep it. Got to bring it, whatever. Cause you know, they, they record it. It's on video. So we had this chemistry read. It went really, really well with Brian White. I, lo- I left feeling great. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I felt, I left feeling great. I stepped out of the room and right when I stepped out, Will Packer was there and I was like, hi. He was like, how are you? And at the time, I remember I was so heated because it was a really intense scene. I was like, I'm really mad right now. Just give me a second, but I'm Erica Page. Like, so nice to meet you. And we introduced ourselves and, and that was it. Um, I left. I was upset because he wasn't in the room because that's all about being in the room so they can feel the energy and feel the, you know, everything that's happening. Um, so I was definitely let down by that, but I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I got to let it go. I came out here. It was a great audition. That's all I can be. Just be thankful. So I left and I didn't hear anything for about another month. And, and I had started working on last call and it was literally like the last, we had one more week of filming a week, a week. And it was like a week and a half maybe of last call. And it was at maybe 11 o'clock at night. And I get this text from my agent and she's like, are you up? And I'm like, Oh God, agents texting at 11 o'clock at night. This is something good or really bad. <laughs> or really bad. So it was like, uh, yeah, I'm up, you know, what's going on? And then she was like, you have an offer from ambitions. And I was like, Oh my gosh. She was like, can I confirm you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I went and looked at the email and it, how many episodes and the money I, what was in everything that was involved. I just saw Will Packer Lionsgate and like the off, the official offer. I cried like a baby. My boyfriend, he was my boyfriend at the time. Now he's my fiance. He was calling all of his family. I was jumping up and down. I laid on the floor. I was like hyperventilating. I mean, every, I was like up against the wall. Like it was crazy. It was literally, I was going crazy, uh, but it was like a good crazy. Of course. And it was so late at night. I didn't want to call because by the time, like I, calm down. It was like after 12, I want to say. And I was like, okay, some people I can call. Some people I knew were in the bed. So I called the ones that I could and the rest, I was like, make sure you call me first thing in the morning. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was it. And everything worked out so perfect. Literally our last day of working on last call was on a Tuesday and ambition started filming on Wednesday. It was like, oh literally, the, the, it was the first day of production. So it worked out even perfectly to the date of the That's scheduling crazy. and everything. So just, just a perfect example of what is meant to be yours will be yours. There's just nothing that is going to affect and change that. So yeah, my grandmother always yeah. told me that as a little girl, it was, a, she says in Spanish, she goes, lo que está para ti, nadie te lo puede quitar. What is uh-huh. no one yep. Can, can take away. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, that's so beautiful. Isn't that crazy how it started the next day? And like, you're over here worrying about not being a working actress. You're like, no, it was working. incredible. So yeah, yeah, I literally left last call and went straight to ambitions and we worked on ambitions for six months and now it just came out and it's, it's really, it's a definitely really exciting time. Yeah, for no, sure. you did a great job. I saw the first. Thank episode. you. There's so much more coming. So much. I more. saw I the end. Going, like, <laughs> oh my god! Like the, the the pilot's great, but I'm just like, just because I know it's in all these scripts and what y'all y'all's got coming ahead. Yeah. People are literally gonna be at the 
edge of their sofas. Like, <gasps> yeah, it gets crazy. So what has the process been like after you recorded and all of that, like going on press tour and like going, you know, the carpet and all of that? What's that been like? It's been amazing. It's like, you literally feel like you're living a dream, at least for me, because for last call, they didn't have as big as a budget of ambition. So we didn't do a big premiere or any, mm. anything like that. It was just kind of like the show just came out which was still great. I still, I, I'm praying we get another last call. Can we please get a second season? I'm ready. I love that. I love Rachel. I love that character. Yeah. But Ambitions was definitely like a bit, a different experience. You know, we did the whole press tour. I went to Miami. They flew myself and two of the other actors down to Miami for the Latinos of the show to do the whole Miami press and Latin, Latin so press. Cool. And then we had the red carpet premiere here in Atlanta on Monday and yeah, it's, it literally feels like a dream. It's like, wow, I've envisioned these, these moments in my head for years right. and now it's here. So it's like, Oh, it, it's, it's amazing. I can't yeah. even explain. It's just the best feeling ever. Absolutely. Honestly. And I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm very happy. Thank you so, so much. Let's talk about this. What has been the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn? The lesson that's taken. Oh, that's a good question. Um, the lesson that's taken me the longest to learn probably to trust myself more. Mm. There's been so many times where I just question myself and like my talent and what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, just trust it and know what you're doing and go for it. Stop questioning it. Because whenever you question yourself, you're, you're holding yourself back and trusting God, yeah. you know, trusting myself and trusting God. I probably, if I had trusted myself in him sooner on, I probably would be further now, but Hey, it's part of the life in the process. Yeah. But yeah, because I definitely questioned myself, especially during that year of you know, depression, I questioned, it was ridiculous. I just remember being in, literally, my friend Maria can tell you, like we'd be taping an audition, I would break down in the middle. I'm like, oh, I just need a minute because yeah. I can't do this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I suck. Uh, why am I auditioning for this? They're not going to, they're not going to book me. I'm not going to hear anything back. So yeah, just trusting myself. Once you trust, like after, I don't know if I just mentioned it, after the whole, I quit the job, the mortgage job, that's whenever, literally it was like three weeks later, I booked a role on the resident that was a possibly recurring two weeks after I booked uh, my first guest star on Ozark. Then it was after that I was working consistently. I started the year off in January working on an independent film. I was working very consistently after I quit that mortgage job. So and I think yeah. it's, it's like so good that you talk about that, like that, that down, because for me, like as an actress, like ever since I was a little girl, I knew that's what I wanted. And I, and I never, I never questioned it. It was like, it was like, a, it was like God, that's great little girl. And, and also that's I was awesome. telling my coach yesterday when, when we coached for an audition, um, I told her, I was like, it's funny because when I was a little girl, who do you I, coach with? What's her name? Oh, jo uh, Joanne Beckson. Okay. She, I coached with someone while I was there. I was curious if it was curious oh, with the same person. Yeah. She's great. If you ever come, she's like the queen of comedy. One of my nice. friends, like that's like her girl. So she's like, you have to do it with her. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And she was, she was so good. And she was so generous nice. and like really fed like life into me. That's then, awesome. That's so the we're best. There. Yeah. So we're there and she goes, um, so I was, I was telling her, I was like, it's so funny because when I was a little girl, my mom told me, um, you're going to be a six. I, I spoke with a fortune teller. And you're going to be a successful actress one day. And people are going to know uh, who you are and all of these things. And so when I was a little girl walking through life, you know, people would always say, people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress. <laughs> I would always tell everybody, I'm going to be an actress. I love it. And um, people would tell me, oh, honey, it's only one in a million. And I'd be like, yeah, that's okay. how my family was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just had this thing inside me that was like, yeah, but my mom said, no, 
My mom I'm said, one of those. I'm one of those one in a million. I yeah. had that. I had that little one. I had that little that chip on my shoulder just because my mom had said. But the fact that you talked That's about great. the whole downfall is I wanted to talk about that because I had a similar, not similar experience, but it was the first time I questioned it too. And that's why I said, I went back to your video. It was like, I had booked a really big film. It was probably the biggest film I've I've booked. Um, And it was, it has some really big names attached to the project. It's going to be successful. It's, it's long story short, the film has been, it has really successful directors attached to it, big names attached to it. It's going to be really successful in Sundance, all of that. Well, long story short, I booked the project. I go to Miami. I shoot the first day. Um, And then they just disappeared on me. Like they just, they didn't tell me the second day I'm going to go back. Nothing. Like they just stopped talking to me. And I'm like, Hey, just want to know, like, you know, am I, I had this like huge monologue that I was supposed to go shoot the next day. And they're like, I was saying like, both like a, it was a speaking role. Like, yeah. Like a- no, no. It was like literally a lead and what? yeah, it was a lead in this huge project. And, Whoa. and so they told me, Oh, um, you know, uh, yeah, we're going to shoot that. So I was on set. I, I shot all of the things for the day. Then I had this big monologue that they had kept pushing back till the end of the day. So I was like, that's fine. Like it was seven o'clock. I was ready to shoot this long monologue in Spanish. I was like, Oh my God. God help me. And yeah. um, I was just like, God help me, but whatever. So I was like ready to do it. And then they're like, Oh, we're going to push that back to Tuesday. So I was like, you know, it's better. Like I'll come back Tuesday, be ready to kill it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll have more time to work on this Tuesday comes yeah. around. They're like, Oh, we're actually going to shoot that like on Friday. But my boyfriend had just gotten a, um, a paid internship in Chicago. So we were going to move to Chicago. This literally happened like last month. And I was like, okay, well, I have plane tickets bought to move to Chicago on Saturday, June 1st. So, you know, I'm here for three weeks to shoot this. So, you know, we have plenty of time to shoot, but they kept pushing it back. So then I keep messaging director, keep, I'm like not getting anything. No one's answering me. Finally, I'm like, hey guys, I'm leaving on Saturday. Like, I need to know. And they're like, they're like, oh, when on Saturday? And I'm like, Saturday morning. They're like, oh, we're going to shoot on Saturday. I'm like, so I flew down here. I missed the premiere of one of my pilots and I missed the Tony luncheon to fly down here to do this project. And then now you guys ghosted me. I mean, again, like I take, I uh, cool people on set and I was a good experience. Oh my God. But then right after that, I, I like, cause I, I work as a business coach. So I work actors on the business side of things. So I'm, I'm very good on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was having a lot of meetings with different managers and this one manager calls me from Los Angeles. He has like big, big clients that like are Emmy award winners, like all these things. Like he found me, he like loves me. He's like telling me like, Oh, send me some of your things. Like, and all of the stuff. So I was like, damn, like this guy and I are connecting really well. I really like him. He has got some great clients. Like, I think this is, yeah. a great, this is a great thing. And I had, I didn't, this was before like they had ghosted me. So I'm like, damn, big role, like big manager, like things are going really well. The guy ends up after I send him my self tape, he's like, yeah, keep working on your craft. I don't think this is going to work out. Wait a second. You found me. You looked at all of my materials already. Seriously. You looked at all of my things. You blew smoke up my ass saying all of these great things. And now you don't want me. And I was just like, so that was the first time someone had ever I mean, obviously I've had rejection. I've had rejection. Yeah. That was the first one that different way hurt. Yeah. Cause it was like, you didn't like my self tapes. Like, are you kidding? Like, first off, you yeah. just blew smoke up my ass. And then I didn't. And then that project ghosted me. It was the first time I told my boyfriend, mm. I was like, I literally was like walking with it. 
And one day I just like broke down. I was like, I just like, I'm so mad. Like, I'm just so Mm -hmm. frustrated. And, and I was just like, I'm like, I just need a break. I was like, I just need a break. Cause like, I'm giving this so much and like to Mm -hmm. have that. And then of course, like now I just signed with an amazing manager and it was like, okay, that's why that happened. And you know, you always take that step back and you realize why these things happen, but Yes. It was the first time for me. Yeah. And it was just that first time for me where I was just like, what the, you know, like, like why? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it also reminded me like why I want to start, like, you know, once I book my series regular roles and once I kind of get into, I want to, you know, get into producing and creating my own roles. Cause then it's not like, sure. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'd love to direct like so many things that I want to do. Absolutely. So, but that's awesome. Congrats on signing with a good manager. Oh, thanks so much. Exciting. Yeah. And he's been great. He's been like keeping me busy and we've just been together for a week. So I'm like, Oh boy, I like you. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah. And he has good relationships. So I'm like, you know, good. Okay. So let's talk about (laughs) your, your best habits. You know, I see that you go to gym a lot and all that stuff and you pray in the Mm -hmm. morning, but I want to hear like, what are the best habits in your life that you think if other people start incorporating those habits in their life, they're really going to benefit from it? Um, well, obviously the obvious is I work out. I think, you know, working out, you just, it releases endorphins. You just feel happy. It releases, relieves stress. You just, you look better, you feel better and just helps you definitely feel better about yourself. So that's definitely one of the first things. Um, I love my morning routine for me, the days that I don't do it, I definitely see a difference in my day. Um, you know, my process, I get up, you know, I have a devotional, I read, I read the Bible, I pray, I write, I write down three things that I'm thankful for. And then I have a list of affirmations mm-hmm. that I say. And for me, it just kind of sets my tone for the day. And sometimes I journal, or, you know, and or write a letter to God or whatever I'm going to do, just writing out my emotions and my thoughts. But that really helps me to stay. It's just like, I guess, less anxiety maybe right. now. Um, so I definitely think have a morning routine, definitely work out. And you said a good habits. Yeah. Um, just, just say discipline. Discipline is everything. I mean, I don't know if that's, would that be considered a habit? Yeah, I think you have. Discipline. Just be disciplined in like what you do. You know, like right now I have an acting class tonight. Even I'm not, I'm a series regular, but I'm not working right now. So I'm in acting class. Like whatever it is that you are working towards and want to grow in and do be, be your best at it. So train and learn as much as you can about it. So, you know, like for me, I try to make it, a, I'm always watching, you know, interviews, the, the round table, Hollywood mm-hmm. reporter. Um, I like to stay in class all the time whenever I have the time to do it. Just always be working on your craft. Like right now I'm really trying to learn Spanish. So yeah, just constantly working on the things, the things that in my life that I know I want to like improve on. I'm just every day or almost every day. I try to make sure I'm doing something to improve and grow in that, in that area of my life, whatever it might be. So I have like for Spanish, I have a, an app that I downloaded that I try to do like 15 minutes a day, at least that helps me. And I also have, um, the Spanish for dummies that I try to read at least a few pages a day. So just, yeah, working out a morning routine and work on things to help improve your craft, whatever your craft is that you have that you're trying to work on in your life and work towards. Yeah. And I think you're really good at that because like from, from what you share on social media, I like, I'll see you say like, Oh, I'm going to get into the gym. And then you see you're at the gym every single day, mm-hmm. or I'm going to learn Spanish. And you see that you're talking like, Oh, I'm going to talk to my followers in Spanish. Like mm-hmm. you can tell that the reason that you have those successes is because when you say you're going to do something, you really do do it. And I think that yeah. you even share that you're doing it. And I think, 
um, I think that shows that you do have that discipline. And I know that you have your vision board and you're like, okay, these mm-hmm. are the things I want. So I think, I think you do have great habits and it shows. And I, I, I've been following you since like before. Um, I think I started following you when you booked Envision. So I saw that the whole oh. process because Alan's my friend. So oh, cool. He posted around. That's when I followed Oh, cool. You. Okay, nice. So I've seen it. But okay, I, I nice will say, guy. yeah, he's the greatest. Um, but I'll say like, I've seen your body change too. Like even your pictures, yeah. like you've posted, like you've always been beautiful, but I'm saying like, your selfies I like, fluctuate <laughs> yeah no but I was like looking at your story and I was like oh wow like like in one of them like you posted and now from forward I was like wow her body looks amazing like you you look so thin and tan and great so it's like you can spray really- tan I love a good spray tan <laughs> <laughs> oh girl I'm white <laughs> I, well, I was like girl you need tan. to go to the sun I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right so oh, what goodness. advice you would give your younger self or Younger stuff, I think, is, is the best. To believe in me and stop putting limitations on myself. Mm-hmm. I would always put limits. Like, you can do great, but in the, just at this. Like, you know, so I always have done that. And, yeah, believe in myself more and just stop putting limits. The sky is the limit. You know, like I said, it's kind of weird and hard to explain for myself. Like, I've always been a go-getter and a big dreamer, but it's like I kept it in a certain box. Mm-hmm. I never let it expand to that big dream of, like, being an actress until, you know, later I discovered my passion for acting at what, 23, you know, a lot of people like just so awesome that you always knew Mm -hmm. since you were a kid. So you know what you wanted this whole time. For me, I spent a lot of years trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. because I thought that I was supposed to do it this way. And finally, when I opened my mind up more to, to realize and accept that, okay, no, you don't have to have a nine to five. You don't have to have that kind of life. You can do this. That's whenever I really started to grow when I took myself out of that box. So yes, believe in myself and don't put limits on myself and my goals and dreams. Who are some of your role models, people that you look up to? Of course, I love JLo. I just love her. She's, uh, I just, I mean, she's the one that made me want to be an actress and Selena, that's always a special like place in my heart. Selena, I love Selena too as well. I think I've watched every interview. Did you audition for it? I didn't get it. I think I'm too old. I, think, oh. I don't think I look old. I don't think I'm young enough. I wish, girl, I would have, I would not have booked it, but I would have had the most fun I could have. I auditioned for, for I auditioned for it. Yeah. But I was like, a few I don't of my think this is going to be too. for me. I was like, yeah. J-Lo, I will follow you. But I was like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Like I tried everything and my boyfriend was so annoyed. He's like, maybe. No, I, movie on J-Lo, I would audition for that. And yeah. Like, and my I would my, book it. My boyfriend was like, I love you, but I hope you don't book this. You're going to be so <laughs> annoying singing this shit. And I'm like, what? Even his mom was like, oh, God. They're like, mama, I hope you don't book this. I'm like, ah. Oh. They just didn't have that, like, love for Selena. Oh, my God. So they're like, let her go. She's, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. I love Selena. No, I, I love her. Oh, my God, me too. I would have loved to audition for that. But I didn't. But, yeah, absolutely, J-Lo, just because. I've been following her over, you know, she's part of my era, like when I grew up and she's just such a hard, like talk about discipline. She's yeah. one of the hardest working disciplined people in the industry, period. Like literally after this week of doing press in Miami and then coming back and just having family stuff in the premiere, I've been exhausted. And I'm like, she stays doing this every single day, traveling. I like know. I literally had a conversation with Maria yesterday and I was like, I don't know how JLo does it. Like she is a freaking superwoman or yeah, something because it's exhausting. Cool. Like Eva yeah. Longoria too. I love Eva Longoria. She's another one. Girl, um, they don't stop. Yes. I love Gina Rodriguez. Um, oh who I yeah, love Gina Rodriguez. I'd love to work with her one day. Um, Oprah, of course. She was on my vision board. I, I love and I my know she Davis. said your names. 
I know. I was like, literally my friend Leo was having a heart attack. I was just like, that's really cool. I didn't want to freak out, but inside I was. I mean, you're going to meet her one day. You know that. I know. I'm like, oh yeah, I've already planned. I know it's going to happen. Like it's never. I mean, you're on her network. It's It's not that far out of reach. I just got to make sure I don't make a fool out of myself and she'll be like, okay, get this Erica page girl away from me. Cause she's weird. You should just be like, but Hey Oprah. I'm like, like, I just want to, I just want to, yeah, I just be your friend. We be friend. Um, yeah. Oprah, Viola Davis is another one. I love, um, those are the top people that come to my mind yeah. that yeah. I can think of. Right. Or any woman, any, especially a woman that are doing big things. And I'm all about, you know, I'm not like a feminist, but I'm all about, you know, let's support each other and lift each other up. Anybody who's, yeah all about lifting other people up. That's those are the people that I love and admire. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. Okay, this is our last question. So obviously this podcast is all about sharing your light and the reason that you're on it is because I think you are sharing your best light with the world and um, that's why I wanted to have you on here. But the question is, you know, obviously life also has moments of darkness and you've obviously Mm -hmm. shared some of that on here already. Yes. What are some of the things that, you do when you're in darkness and that you feel like, you know, if anybody listening right now is in darkness, like what can they do? How can they find the light? If they're just like, mm-hmm. I just won't find the light. Mm-hmm. What is, um, what would you say to them? For me? And I know whenever you're in those times, it's, it's so hard to be positive, but you really just have to drill positive thoughts in your head, no matter how hard it is. I personally, whenever I'm in those, when I'm really, really down, I just like to be alone. Like, just leave me alone for a couple of days. I don't really want to talk to people a lot. Like, I kind of just say to myself, but praying, prayer for me is definitely the number one thing. Um, and even for me, like in those dark moments, sometimes it's hard to pray. I'm like, I don't want to pray. Like, uh, no, I'm over it. But those are the times when I think it's most important for me, prayer and just doing my affirmations, really just reminding myself in, of what I, what I am and what I do have and what I am grateful for because even if we aren't where we want to be or we don't have what we want to have, we're still so blessed to be here. And I know it sounds like whatever, but to wake up every day and have a new day of life, to have our, both of our arms and legs and our hearing and our vision, like all those things are such big things we take for granted. So in my dark moments, I've gotten really better about just being more appreciative of that. Like I used to be really hard on myself. Like I have cellulite. I'm very open about that. Mm-hmm. And I used to be so hard on myself. So now I'm just really working on just accepting things myself as I am. And the, my way of doing that is looking at the good things that I do have and being grateful and thankful for those things. So yeah, for me, I definitely think prayer and just your affirmations and just be, go over, go make a list of your pros and cons and like all the great things that you do have in your life that some people would die. That would, people would love to have that don't, you know? So that's what really helps me. And it's not always easy. There are days where I'm like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to do this. But normally after you always feel better. And if you don't, at least you, you did it and you're trying. I think as long as you're trying, you're eventually going to get out of the darkness. But if you're just laying in there in your misery and doing nothing about it, guess what? That's where you're going to stay. So okay. you can either try to, you know, be strong and get yourself out of it or just lay in it and do nothing. So right. you got two choices. Life is all about choices. So we are one choice away from, you know, the next best thing or the next worst thing in our life, you know? Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. We're moving on to our word game. Um, okay. The word game is, is pretty simple. I'll just give you the word and okay. you will tell me whatever comes to your mind and we can talk. Okay. All right. So what does the word 
home means you, home. Uh, I, the first thing I think of is my Nana. Yeah. I just remember growing up um, with my grandparents and I literally just, the, the way her house smelled and the food, she was always, cause she cooked every day. I blame her for my cellulite cause all the food she cooked had like a stick of butter and it was really fattening, but it was so good. I always ate good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just think of like home, like family and food and just being around your closest people to you that you love. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. What does the word stillness mean to you? Stillness. Just really taking a step back and praying and thanking God for like what's happening or regardless of what's going on, just really take a moment and just be still and not do anything. Cause I think we get so caught up in everything happening or we can that we lose sight of like what's really important. So right. yeah, stillness. I just, when you say it, like I see myself literally just sitting in my little spot where I do my prayer time and like writing out things that I'm thankful for and, you know, making a list of the goals and things that I want to do and what I want to do next in life and just like meditate on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what comes to mind right now. And you ask when you say it. <laughs> so, I love that. What does the word purpose mean to you? Purpose. Oh my God. Everything. Purpose inspiring people, motivating people, being a good example, being a role model, um, being vulnerable and showing your true self and allowing that to motivate and inspire others. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like that's a, I feel like my big purpose and what part of the reason why I'm here is obviously to spread God's word and to just show people that you can come from nothing and have, you know, I grew up, we had roaches and rats in our house. Like we got evicted. I know what it's like to, you know, not have a lot of money and to have limitations on your mind that you can't do these big goals and dreams because no one in your family did it and they don't think it's possible and it's not even an option. So I, I came from that life and grew up in that life. And now I'm here doing all these great things. So I want to share my journey and my story to other people out there like me that think that they can't do it and show them that, Hey, like you can, it can really happen. You just got to work really hard and you got to believe. Yeah. So yeah. You're so beautiful. Um, what does the word joy mean to you? Joy, just being happy, doing what you love, being happy and being in the moment. Joy. That's what I think of just being present and in the moment and enjoying everything as it comes. Cause it's only going to be there for them like one minute and then it's gone. So just really embrace it and enjoy it. Yeah. What oh, does... See, enjoy. Joy is in the word. <laughs> joy is <in> joy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What does the word, and it's funny because this is the first word I put down for you because every guest I get, oh. and the first word is God, which is so, I mean, it's obvious because now I know why is because you have a lot of him in your life. And, mm -hmm. um, and like you said, it's, it's like your purpose to spread that. What is, um, what does God mean to you? And, uh, yeah, what does it mean to you? Everything. I mean, God is everything. I'm so thankful. I didn't, you know, I grew up believing in God and we went to church here and there as a kid, but I was never a big part of my life. It just wasn't. And it wasn't that I was, you know, an atheist or anything like that. I've always believed in him. I would pray here and there, but it was, I never had like a relationship with God until I guess my, my journey I'd say with God started maybe about, mm, I'd say like five years ago or so, not that long ago, yeah. maybe five or six years ago. It was definitely after I started acting. It was a few years in and for me, God is everything because it just, I believe he helped me change my mentality and my outlook. And because of him, everything that's happening in my life is because of him. 
And he just helped me grow so much as a person, you know, and I, I felt like I grew so much and became a different person after I really worked on my relationship with him and it made me better. And I'm forever thankful to him for that. So I know if he did it for me, I'll do it for so many other people. So it's just a matter of doing it and, you know, working on it. Cause you know, it's sometimes you don't want to get up and pray or you don't, but now it's like, I just, I talk to God multiple times throughout the day. It's just part Mm -hmm. of like what I do. It's just normal. So once you have that relationship, it's such a beautiful thing that is like, it's unlike anything else. So yeah, for him, he's, he's everything. I'm like nothing without him. So yeah. I love that so much. I, I relate so much to that. Cause same, like I didn't, I didn't have him my whole life, but when I look mm-hmm. back, it's like, he's always been present. And yeah, I did a podcast. Um, like my podcast used to be just like me kind of talking and I did one on like, um, that he was my best friend and he really is my best friend. Yeah. Especially I feel like in this career, Yes. There's so many times where it's like fear can be so paralyzing and like yes. you don't have anything mm. to, if you don't have faith and faith doesn't, you know, like they always say like, Oh, you need a faith of a mustard seed. Like you don't need that much faith, but like faith for me is like, it's what like walks me through life. Like mm-hmm. I would be nothing if I didn't have this, you know, I have such anxiety or have such fear or I have such worry or you know, um, the only thing that calms me, the only thing that makes me feel better, the only thing that gives me confidence is when I like pray or when I cry or when I talk to him. And then like, I always like, I remember one time being in church and being like, this is one of my favorite parts of my life is my faith. It's like this deliciousness of like, Mm -hmm. I love being here because I just... I love it. And I don't have a yeah. really good relationship with my dad. And, you know, for a really long time, I had been feeling like, I miss my dad. I miss my dad. I miss my dad. But I hadn't been like, there's moments where I'm kind of distant from God, where I'm not praying as much, or I'm not going to church as much. I'm not like dating. We all go through it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like really distant. And I must be like, man, I really miss my dad. And the other day, like I was sharing with you when I had my big audition and I was sitting in the bus and I just, I put Christian music on and I hadn't done it for a long time. And I just, I started crying. I was like, I miss you. Like I do miss my dad, but I miss you. Like I need you. Like Mm -hmm. I just need you in my life. And I always feel like, I don't know. Like I always miss him when, when I'm gone from him. Yeah. You know? And I always feel like, and I feel like those times that we like kind of get a little distraught and don't be, we're not as close to him. We do, at least I know I do things that I'm like, that aren't, that I wouldn't do if I was like, yeah, it's like, why'd I do that? I should have done that. Yeah. Or you're like, even if it's just your own thoughts and the, the way you're thinking or oh, yeah. being yeah. less productive. So many little things yeah. that I'm just like, oh, like whenever I feel I'm close like, to you, I'm such a better person. You yeah. Know? And I feel yeah. like I was, I was talking to one of my friends when we did a podcast. We talked a little bit about like death and things like that. And anytime I'm not with, like, I've so thought about like morbid thoughts and like death and like, oh, my family's going to die or this or that. And I start thinking of all these awful things. But when I'm like, when I'm more into my faith and God and serving and living, I'm living, I'm thinking more about life and like, mm-hmm. Oh wow. Like I'm safe. I'm like, life is abundant. God's got my back. Like the universe got mm-hmm. my back. It's just like, it's like two different opposites. It's like, if you're yeah. thinking all the, if you're away from him, sometimes like your thoughts will just, I don't know. And I'm, I'm glad to see you. They go to places way. that aren't, they wouldn't They're or they shouldn't probably. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Erica, for yeah, taking thank you to be on my podcast and to share your vulnerability yes. and to share, you know, your story and from the beginning to just get to know you better and, um, you know, just all of it, all of it. And, of and you're very inspiring. And I can thank you. Even in Christmas time when I was like following you, like, you know, you were always giving back and you really inspire me a lot. And in, in, in many ways and faith and also in, in the career. So I just want to say thank you for, for being you and for being such Aww. a beautiful light. Thank you. You're going to be crying. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's such you. a great thing. It's amazing. So keep it up. It's going to blow up and be huge and good <laughs> luck with your career. Oh, and now you. this new manager, like I'm thinking uh. and putting out there, he's going to like bring some amazing new awesome roles. Uh. Yeah be career changing for you. So <laughs> receive it right now because I'm putting it out there. Thanks, girl. I'm receiving it yes. and downloading. Um, yes. <laughs> I want to ask you, where can the listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Um, well, I'm most active on Instagram, which I'm at Miss, which is at Miss Erica Page, which is M-I-S-S-E-R-I-C-A-P-H-E, which I'm sure you'll put here. And then I'm on Facebook. Um, I have, I guess, it's, I think it's called Erica Page Fan Page which is like not my actual personal one, but the, the other one. And then on Twitter, it's Erica N page because Erica page was taken. And then I also have a YouTube channel, which I need to be more active on, but I'm, I'm working on it, but it's just Erica page. You can find it by my name. Well, I saw so. your YouTube. I saw your, your skincare routine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have another one. I'm, I actually, I'm going to put on Instagram, I think, but I, I did my nighttime routine. Mm. I'm going to post that on there. I'm going to do it soon. And I, and I did my morning one too. I just got to, for me, it's a matter of editing and posting and it's hard. It is. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. So I'm like, it's I'll a, do it. Eventually. It is a lot of work. I just had so much going on, but I'll get around to it. Girl, people are watching yeah. you on TV. You're good. <laughs> yes. And then that's oh, yeah. Ambitions. Let's, when on, can they watch Ambitions? Ambitions on Tuesday nights at 10, 9 central on the own network. If you don't have the network, um, you can watch it on the app. Now with the thing is with the app, you and you do actually you can watch the the pilot for free, but they did tell me after that um, you have to have it with your cable provider and you can log in and like watch it from anywhere. But you do have to have it on your actual cable, like your plan. And I just found out today that you can actually buy it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can buy it by episode or by the season. And I think the entire season was only like twenty five dollars. And if you do it by episode, it's a dollar ninety nine for regular and two ninety nine for HD. So that's really awesome. That's so if you don't, that's probably, if you don't have it on your cable, that's probably the cheapest route to go. Cause yeah. I bet some plans might, I'm not sure how they would charge to add it, but if you can just get the whole season for 25 bucks, Hey, yeah, go do it and watch on Amazon. I thought it was really cool. I just found that out today. I yeah. didn't know that. And I have it with my cable so. provider and I think the own channel should be on most because even basic cable has own. So I think, Oh really? I didn't yeah. think, are you sure? Well, oh, I, 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 at a, I was at a hotel and it only had basic cable and I was able to see the, um, Oh. I was able to see own channel on there. Okay, good. She's on because she, she's on her own network. I guess it depends where you're at. Maybe. Basic. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think we'll it, yeah. All right. Well, everybody has it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will tune in. Yes. Please. Right, thank you so much, Erica. Thank you for having me. Yay. And there you guys have it. That is episode 29 of Shine Brighter with Liz. Incredible, huh? Just hearing her testimony of really submitting to God and trusting in his plan and all of the beautiful fruit of her labor that have come out from really trusting and knowing that God has your back, this universe has your back. If you have a vision, 
for your life, if something is being called to you, that calling, that desire in your heart, it's for a reason. It's because you were created on purpose for a purpose. And you really have to wholeheartedly believe in your purpose and go after it. Even when the naysayers come in, even when the dark times come in, even when you just feel like I'll never get there. If you know that that vision was given to you by God, go for it. And let this story be a testimony that it may take time and you may stumble and fall and it's not going to be an easy path. But if you stay the path, you'll get there. And then you get to enjoy those beautiful fruit of your labor, just like Erica and so many others are getting to enjoy right now. So you can do it, guys. If there's a dream that's pressed in your heart, look around. There's people out there living the dream that you want to live. So it's not impossible. It's not this crazy dream that's so far out of reach that it's like, what? I can never get there. You can get there. There's so many other people out there doing what you want to do. So surround yourself with those people, get in contact with those people, find mentors. We're reaching almost episode 30 of Shine Brighter with Liz. I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so happy that I've been continuing to do this and having these amazing conversations. So tune in next Tuesday for episode 30 of Shine Brighter with Liz. Oh my God. Please go ahead and share this episode if you enjoyed it and leave a little review. Tune in next time. And remember, keep on shining.